0: But first, our top story is with the future of Convoy and how the tech stack might live on. Editorial director Rachel Freemack joins us for the latest on this story. Rachel, pleasure to get to catch up with you again. A lot going on when you went, uh, after you got married, took a honeymoon. And then unfortunately, everything happened.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, really just towards the end, everything happened. I was like, well, I'll be back in a few short days. So I'm ready to get back into it.
2: So as you look at it, uh, right now we've got at least one definitely viable suitor, but who is up for possibly buying uh, Convoy's tech stack here?
1: So it seems like the only confirmed potential buyer is uh, is Flexport. They are the ones that seem to be... Uh, You know, having these active conversations with Convoy right now, there is a few other large legacy companies that were potentially also looking at Convoy. I don't think any of those names have been reported out yet, Uh, but it, it seems like the one in these most active conversations with Convoy is indeed Flexport. And looking at
0: what's inside this tech stack, I'm assuming if we have a buyer, are they going to get the whole kit and caboodle, so to speak? Or are we going to see a situation where maybe it's best for Convoy to kind of mix and match a la carte style as they're looking for folks to get this stuff?
1: Yeah, I think in the case of Flexport, what they already they already work or have worked with Convoy for years to match uh, Flexport customers with Convoy's domestic uh, trucking network. So something that's really just on the ground, the the sort of the trucking network that Convoy has access to, that's certainly something that would make a lot of sense for Flexport. I imagine a lot of Convoy's uh, shippers that they already work with, that would make sense to kind of capture that customer base uh, and try to integrate them into a larger sort of partnership with Flexport. Uh, But things like convoys, trailers, physical assets, it doesn't seem like that's really something that's of interest to, you know, these buyers more generally.
2: One of the interesting things that catches my ear, at least about this is, of course, Ryan Peterson came back to Flexport on the pretense that he was there to try and make the company profitable, make cuts. And all of a sudden, now they're in in talks to make what is no doubt a large purchase uh, if they're going here is there any uh, any reaction from Ryan in, in terms of you know how they're playing this out if if indeed that's what their intention is and and uh, you know just the precariousness of this deal overall given what Ryan has said in the past
1: yeah it's definitely a little bit strange considering we just heard from uh Ryan Peterson that Flexport needs to cut its spending that under Dave Clark, it was just you know buying you know expanding too fast, expanding into all of these sort of uh, areas that weren't profitable. And obviously, right now, freight brokerage is not exactly a, a money making scheme to to be into right now. On the other hand, you know the market will eventually turn, and it might make sense to have this uh, increased truck capacity eventually. That's going to be something that uh, you know shippers are are actually going to be looking for trucking capacity. Maybe not now, but in the future, eventually, that's that's going to be a strategic area to, to be involved in. Uh, but yeah, it is certainly interesting, and it does contrast quite a bit with what we heard, you know, just a month ago from Flexport that they need to cut their spending uh, considerably. Um, on the other hand, uh, it appears that the 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 terms that Flexport would be able to acquire Convoy with would be favorable, according to you know the, the person familiar who I spoke to.
0: And looking at a timeline as well, uh, you know, we'd heard for the past few months prior to convoy going under that they were looking for a buyer. They brought in a firm. Uh, you know, would we be on an accelerated timeline now that there's nobody left, or do we have a little bit more runway with the team that uh, is still there keeping the stack uh, on lo- live while they're looking for buyers?
1: I imagine it's going to be a bit more accelerated now that they've you know officially run out of cash and have had to lay off most of that staff, um, maybe before it was, you know, kind of dabbling and looking around, but uh, maybe not quite as urgent because they haven't already made the headline saying, oh, we've gone bankrupt or oh, we've run out of money rather.
2: Yeah. Uh, so looking at this deal for Flexport, if everything goes through and if, if everything you know, pans out as, as we, looks like it will, uh, how does this change Flexport?
1: Well, I think it would certainly solidify their dom- domestic trucking capacity, which is something that they were previously um, expanding under Dave Clark and kind of, you know, now I guess they're going to keep expanding it. Yeah. Um, I, I think it would certainly, you know, make Flexport sort of that end-to-end uh, supply chain partner that it seems like they were looking to to become rather than just being just a freight forwarder or just something more involved in the global trade side.
0: And part of me thinks the spicy headline may be the era of the digital freight broker is passing or kind of like how you have the change from Triassic to Jurassic periods. What does this mean for these other digital uh, freight brokers? Are there any other concerns or is this an isolated incident based on lending practices and you know financial mechanics more so than the fundamentals of the business?
1: Yeah, I think from people I speak to, it kind of seems like this is just the first to come in, you know, the coming months, if not coming weeks for other digital freight brokers to also, um, to also wind down. I think a lot of the issues that that hit Convoy were, you know, quite pronounced at Convoy if we look at the fact that Convoy received, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars in funding and they did receive, you know, a lot of that hype in the digital freight brokerage industry. That definitely made them, you know, kind of paradoxically more likely to collapse or, or more exposed to certain issues because they were able to grow really fast. And, you know, now during this time this the uh, this downtime, uh they've got too much capacity and, and maybe not the, the right sort of financial mechanics to make all of these lanes profitable. So I think uh, looking, looking ahead, we're, the Convoy is not going to be the first digital or only digital freight brokerage to shut down. We're already seeing that traditional brokers have had to uh, scale back significantly. We've already seen major layoffs at a lot of these digital freight brokers. Um so I don't think unfortunately that convoy will be an isolated incident and I think we're gonna have to keep following those headlines in the next next few weeks.
2: In the end though specific <laughs> to Bless you zoom tight. <laughs> in,
1: the <laughs> <Thank> end, you.
2: <laughs> in the end, specific to uh to, to Convoy, um was this a case uh again, this was a, a company that came online very quickly, like you said, raised a lot of money very fast. Um, was this a situation as well where maybe they just flew too close to the sun and couldn't take it? Or uh, really is this just simply economic conditions that played out their fate?
1: Yeah, I would say it's a mix of both because, you know, regardless in trucking, you're always going to have a downtime. There's always going to be a recession. It's a very cyclical industry. So not planning for a cyclical downturn is – would be a big flaw if you're going to be running um a freight startup of any of any kind or any variety. Um on the other hand, you know, the freight downturn has been going on for about a year and a half, so if if companies are still around, I guess at this time, then all they have to do is keep waiting, keep waiting, keep waiting. And this downturn has lasted perhaps longer um than a lot of people have thought it would. Especially when you look at the fact that the consumer economy hasn't really been quite as uh, challenged as I think you would have expected, given, you know, these continued interest rate hikes and inflation. Um, I think people were expecting that this trucking downturn would would reverse soon, and it, it has not, unfortunately.
0: Well, Rachel, it's always a pleasure to have you on as well. Reminds me of an Appalachian saying, it's like outrunning a bear. You just simply (laughs) can't be the slowest. Rachel, thanks again for coming on the show. Going to be excited to see the developments as we get more information. Thanks for having me on.
2: All right, let's move over to the wall for our first carrier update of the morning.